This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. I get to spend time with uh, Wendy Christin. She's a health coach and wellness practitioner at Integrated Health Solutions. Morning, Wendy. Good morning, Brad. How are you? I'm good. I'm sitting here with uh, so much information that you and I are going to share this morning. I have a sneaking suspicion we need to turn this into a multi-part series. What do you think? <laughs> I think so. There is a lot to cover here today. So um, I've been hearing this, and this is the reason why Wendy and I, for those of you listening this morning, decided to pick up this topic, was because we've been speaking to, I've been speaking to people and uh, hearing conversations. I didn't mean to overhear conversations that my wife was having with some of her friends, Wendy. And I heard <laughs> them saying, oh, my goodness, what's with all the bloating? And I even had a conversation with one of the ladies here in the office. And she said, you know what, us ladies, we're never sure. Have I picked up weight or am I just bloated? Yes, it's a very real, a real concern or a very real question. Mm. So, what is bloating exactly? One would assume there's air involved. I don't know. That's why we're asking, no, that's you. Why we're asking you. Yes. So, with bloating, one of the most common reasons is that we swallow a lot of air, um, but it can also be due to food sensitivities. It could be due to not chewing our food properly. There are, you know, certain foods give off more um, the sulfurous gases. And so there can be numerous things that contribute to bloating. Uh, but what is going to bloat you or cause you to bloat won't be the same for me. Is that true? That's right, yes. Okay, so, so let's have a look at some of the things we're eating and drinking that's taking in a lot of air and that also involves, um, I'm guessing, something like fizzy, something fizzy where it's carbonated. Yes, so any of your carbonated or fizzy drinks are going to cause more gas into the digestive system. Chewing gum, you know, you're just chewing and chewing and chewing, and within that process, you are putting a lot of air into your digestive tract. And then eating too quickly, that we, you know, we gulp our food down, and as we gulp that food down, <clears throat> we're taking in lots of air with it as well. So, um, so you're suggesting that maybe whatever we're consuming is not being broken down properly or, or, or properly digested? Yes. So in some individuals, there are not enough digestive enzymes or not enough stomach acid to help you break down that food effectively. So it sits in the stomach for too much longer and then that creates gas and bloating as well. Wendy, you mentioned that one of the reasons for bloating is um, when our bodies can't break down or digest specific food particles, you were bringing in digestive enzymes. Where are the digestive enzymes inside of our bodies coming from? So the pancreas and the gallbladder are responsible for secreting an array of digestive enzymes, but they actually get the signal from the brain. So that happens as we start eating. Your body is supposed to then send the signal to the pancreas and to the gallbladder to send enzymes so that your food can be digested. So what happens if we don't produce enough of the enzymes to digest our food? Then the food actually ferments in the stomach and then the upper digestive um, tract. So it sits too long in the, in the portion of the stomach where it's not supposed to sit. And then it creates gas. So it, it, it like grows, your stomach swells up like a balloon yeah. and that can contribute a lot to bloating as well. Uh, are there, is there anything else that can happen inside your body uh, besides just the bloating? Well, you can have flatulence, you can have cramping, you can have either diarrhea or constipation. So there are a number of digestive symptoms that come with that. So how do we keep our digestive tracts healthy so that uh, bloating doesn't happen? Well, you also want to look after the good bacteria in the gut. Because if you've got an overgrowth of unhealthy bacteria, unfriendly bacteria in the gut, they also give off toxins oh. and they create gas and bloating. So we want to feed the healthy bacteria. We also want to feed um, the, the nutri our bodies with the nutrients that they need 
so that we can keep our guts as healthy as possible. So what are some of the foods that are going to cause these problems we've been chatting about now over the last few minutes that can cause that bloating that nobody likes at all? So the typical foods are your carbohydrates and your sugars. So breads um, are a big culprit. Any of your refined carbohydrates, anything that's got a yeast and and wheat combination is often a culprit. Um, So like your white breads would um, would be quite bad. Um, and some of your pastries and those kind of things. Then you would be looking at your dairy products, your gluten grains, we've already mentioned that. Mm. Sulfurous foods, so foods like broccoli and cabbage and cauliflower, onion and garlic, those kind of foods. And then we've got lectins, which are found in your legume family and in some of your grains, and FODMAPs. FODMAPs. Now, I can't wait to get to that. (laughs) I don't even know where we're (laughs) heading there. Uh, We'll get to that in a moment. So as we mentioned in the start of our conversation, we've got lots to get through. So uh, I'm thinking we're going to handle the carbohydrates and the sugars this week, and then we move on to the rest in the next weeks to come. What do you say, Wendy? I think that's a good idea, yes. So let's get started on the carbohydrates and the sugars. Now, we're all consuming carbohydrates in some way, shape, or form every day anyway, so I'm sure there's particular carbohydrates that are going to make bloating worse and others that will have no effect on bloating, or are they all to blame? We just don't eat them in the correct combinations. Help us here, Wendy. Well, it certainly could be combinations, but I think if we're eating too many simple carbohydrates, so those are your refined carbohydrates um, and lots of sugars and processed sugars, they're released very quickly into the bloodstream. So a diet high in carbohydrates can cause you to retain water. So if you're retaining water, that also makes you feel like you're bloated. So that was your question earlier. Mm. Am I bloated or am I just retaining water? Or, you know, what is it that's going on? Am I gaining weight? It feels like you are bigger. You know, your belt expands. You need to release your belt as the day goes by. Then we know something's going on in the gut that is causing you to bloat a little bit. Um, what about simple sugars? Because you said carbohydrates and sugars, and I'm guessing the simple, the simpler these things are, the more processed they are, the worse they're going to be for us. So we're looking for complex carbs, and we're looking for uh, less simple sugars. Am I on the right track? Yes, we are certainly looking for that. So we're wanting, we're wanting foods that have healthy amounts of fiber, and we're wanting foods that have not been stripped of all their nutritive value. So complex carbohydrates like your whole grains, your vegetables and your fruit, they contain the fiber that you need and they take longer to digest. So that process is a lot slower. That doesn't spike your blood sugar as it would if you were just eating like a a fruit juice, for example, Mm. or even a vegetable juice, because those go into the bloodstream a lot more quickly. And so we want to we want to make sure that that water balance is maintained so that we can digest our foods properly. So let's get back to the juicer side. So if we're if we're juicing our vegetables and we know there's benefits of that though, and we're juicing our fruit and we're having juices, um, the simple sugars in that can cause bloating too. They absolutely can, because as soon as you strip fiber out of a food. It can. Um, it, it's not only going to disrupt your blood sugar, but then you don't have anything for the good bacteria to feed on in your gut. And a lack of that good bacteria will contribute to the bloating. So we, as, soon as, we, as soon as we strip out the fiber, we reduce it to a more simple sugar. Mm. So I would rather have a whole food or put the whole fruit into or vegetable into a smoothie rather than um, juice it. Although you can have limited amounts of juices, if you're going to make it a consistent thing, I would say rather do the whole food, eat the whole fruit. Um, That would be your first prize. Next prize would be to have the whole fruit in the smoothie 
And the very last thing that you would do is in very small quantities is juice it. Yeah, and now we're staying with the simple sugars. What about the replacements we use for sugars because we think that might be better for us and we know that's a podcast our listeners can go and catch up and uh, follow down the list of previous conversations. But um, uh, artificial sweeteners? So they are not very good for us at all. And, and many of the foods, are you, are, you know, they, they promote them as sugar-free foods as being a healthier option. But what they do is they actually kill off your good bacteria in your gut. So they can contribute to gas and bloating because they're indigestible. Mm. So they disrupt the microbiome and, as I said, kill off the good bacteria in the gut. So they, they are not doing what we want them to do. We want to maintain the good bacteria in the gut. We don't want to be killing off the good bacteria. So um, we're having a conversation here, which is going to be a multi-part series, what causes bloating? And we've just touched on it very, very briefly. Um, are we going to be eating foods that we consider, just in closing, Wendy, that's good for us? Things like a fruit juice, for example, or some other foods that we feel these are this is okay for us, but we're starting to bloat. Would that be an alarm signal to us to say this is not necessarily the best thing to put in your bodies, irrespective of what you think or what the label says? Yes, I think if you have any digestive symptoms, that's a reason to sit up and pay attention. And elimination is normally the best thing to try first. If we start removing foods or drinks from our diets that we think could potentially be contributing, sometimes it's more than one. So sometimes you, you take out the fruit juice and you think, oh, but it hasn't made much difference. But you're still eating refined carbohydrates and you're still eating sulfurous foods or you're still eating gluten grains. There might be a couple of foods that are contributing. So it is a bit of a trial and error, but to eliminate the things that could potentially be causing those problems and to try and do that systematically until your, until your problems resolve. That, that would be my, um, my opinion on that. Mm. Thanks so much, Wendy. We'll continue this conversation over the next few weeks. I can't wait to get to FODMAPs, whatever that is. Um, that's, <laughs> <laughs> it's the voice of Wendy Christine from Integrated Health Solutions. She's a, a health coach and wellness practitioner. Always a pleasure having her with us on a Thursday morning. Wendy, keep well until next week. Thank you so much, Brad. Have a great Thursday. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.